Wait a minute, I hear something. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dr. Movie, and this is a special episode. And uh, well, one, because you saw my post recently where uh, I kind of had a mishap with my portable microphone that I use. Uh, I keep it stored in the door panel on the driver's side of my car, and I looked down to get it to do a show, and it was gone. So throughout the rest of the week, I went back to all the places because my my routine is very, very routine. And I checked all the places where I normally park. And lo and behold, a week later, I found my mic laying outside <laughs> of where I stopped at a certain place and picked it up. And at least I found it. But, uh, yeah, it didn't work. So uh, laying out in the rain and stuff is not good for microphones. Just letting you know. But with that being said, uh, I watched a movie that I instantly started trying to let people know about it and really one of the first ones i let know was my good buddy my good buddy rj mccready and he's gonna join me today and let's talk about this what's up rj it's good to be back on the show rick it's always good when you and i get back together um i think the last film we talked about was battle beyond the stars that's right and i never actually thought we'd be talking about a godzilla film and (laughs) here we are so (laughs) yeah um of course i grew up you know a 70s kid whose uncle would take him to go see all the Godzilla movies when they came out in the theater. So I just kind of grew up a fan. I kind of missed it going into the 80s, into the 90s. I never really watched any of those, and I really need to go back and watch them because I know the effects in them are pretty top-notch for the time. But uh, I checked out all the more recent ones, and I'm sure you have too. And... You know, they didn't quite live up to expectations. I don't know if it's just the fact of us getting older or, you know, the fact of you just don't care for the people in the movies. But you know what? Uh, I never have cared for the people in these movies. <laughs> when I think back on it, RJ. <laughs> yeah, I do know what you mean. Um, I, I first started watching Godzilla in the 90s and some of the listeners, I know Dan Bone will be familiar with this. We only had, this is when we only had four channels on TV and on channel four, they, they showed a Godzilla movie on a Friday night and it was the 60s um, Godzilla versus the Astro Monster. Oh yeah. Godzilla versus Mothra. And it was kind of, it was in the time when, when you had, I know you'll be familiar with this, the WWF. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, um, you know Rowdy Roddy Piper versus, you know. Um, and that's what it felt like for a Godzilla movie. It was like, okay, yep. so who's he going to be punching up this week? And right. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the nostalgia. Um, and like you just said, I can't really remember a lot about the human characters in the films. Except they had like mini tanks trying to, you know, blow up Godzilla. That, that's all I can remember. But I mean, they, you you can say, hey, I remember some of them. There were some Martians and some of them, you know, yeah. you know, Planet Zero and you know all that kind of stuff. And but still, does it really? You don't really connect with no. any of the characters in these films. So and yeah, you're exactly right because back when I was doing Rad Movie Rama, might have even been before that. I think I did it for one of the Hell Ming things, but. uh 
yeah, the Godzilla movies are, are wrestling, right? And that led to the whole, you yeah. know, Friday night fights thing that I was doing. Or, you know, I think it was movie night fights back then. But and yeah, I started with Godzilla versus King Kong because it's like watching a wrestling match, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And <laughs> so I, I enjoyed Godzilla. Um the the modern day movies I, I haven't enjoyed so much. Right. Um I just don't know why. I just haven't you know me, I, I do enjoy films, but I just haven't really connected to them. The only one that I did really enjoy was Kong Skull Island. Right. That was because it 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 had the theme, it had a Vietnam uh, War era theme to it, and yep. that was something I could connect with because it was like, wow, what? It was almost like before they did it, what would happen if Godzilla turned up in Vietnam? Right. Know, that got my interest, you know. It's that thing too of it's the familiarity too of you know we we I am definitely a fan of the the seventies King Kong. Yeah. So you're kind of having a flashback feel because of it being Vietnam of of close to that time frame. Sure. Of movie and I don't know if that's part of the aesthetic of it that kind of draws you to it, but I I thought Skull Island worked as well. Now, what we've turned it into. I don't know. I mean, does the special effects look good with Godzilla and Kong? Sure. It looks like a Transformers movie. I mean, you know, it's that kind of action. Yeah. And it just seems to be missing something. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you saw Shin Godzilla or not. Did you see that one? No, I've only become familiar with Shin Godzilla after seeing Minus One. Oh, really? So, I recommend my- it. It, it. I mean, it's a different take on the story and it's it's more deeply gr- uh, grounded into uh, the story of what Godzilla really is when you talk about Japan, right? Yes. Um, and and that's really heavy in this movie too. Yeah. But they really took it to another level with Shin Godzilla. So I, I recommend it. Uh, it. I thought it was good. Now, compared to this one? Mm-hmm. And I've already, I've, I mean, everybody that's ever seen any of my posts and stuff on Facebook already know that I, I think this is the best Godzilla movie I've ever seen. Yes. And Agreed. because you can literally take Godzilla out of it and you still got a good movie. And Godzilla is more than a terrifying monster stomping on the, your city. It's it's uh, this guy's, you know, paramount that he's dealing with mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And. I don't know. I just think it's uh, it's so brilliant. <laughs> what you've got here is something that's been missing in the films. I, I, I didn't really care for the films after Skull Island. I was quite disappointed that we didn't really get a follow-on in the 70s with the characters from Skull Island because I was quite invested yeah. with James Conrad and yeah. Brie Larson's character in that. But we never really got to see that. In this film, as you just said, what you've got You've got a really good film with a really good story about a kamikaze pilot coming back and Japan suffering. And then what you've got is Godzilla in this movie with that film. It's not like uh, it's not a Godzilla film looking for a story. The story's right. all there and, he, and he's just turned up and I think that's why it works. And there's so much of, you know, uh, again, blaming the culture of where their country was at the time and the yeah. the concepts of what they were using in warfare. And it, it ties into all that. But then you get this incredible personal battle too, that uh, is just, uh, it's amazing. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say folks, 
if you haven't seen this movie, you may want to pass on this podcast because uh, we may end up talking about some spoilers in this. But uh, I, I don't know how we can talk about it and not. No. So if, if you haven't seen it and you don't want anything spoiled, then you might want to go ahead and turn it off right now because spoilers are coming, folks. <laughs> uh, with that being said, if, if all of you haven't checked out yet, uh, the best way I can describe this movie is this is this is the jaw sequel we've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really it is. I mean, it's. And when when RJ and I were talking, we would just message back and forth. I said, you know, it, it's it's literally the same thing as what makes Jaws work. It's like you said, lightning in a bottle because you take the shark out of Jaws and you still got this compelling story of these characters and the underdog, the unlikely hero. Same thing here. That's what you got. And yeah. Yeah. and when I say Jaws, I mean, let's just let's we can say it. This movie kind of rips off Jaws a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it does. But I, I was thinking about this and I thought, I have absolutely no problem with that. And I never no. thought I'd say that because, you know, you and I and a lot of our fellow podcasters, you know, including Dan Bonin on this as well, a little shout out yeah. to him. Um, we've all said it. We, we've all come out and said, I would not like to see Jaws remade. Right. You know, this is a damn perfect film. Right. And then all of a sudden this turns up and boom. Yeah. It's right in front of me, and I think this is probably the best way to do it is to, you know, point a reference to a great movie and bring in a new, um, almost, you know, the character being Godzilla. Yeah. They could yeah. stick some guys in a boat and do the same thing, and it worked. And I was absolutely fine with it as a fan, and I was yeah. really having a good time with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, the, the guys on the boat. So what you got is yeah. you've got a kamikaze pilot. And mm-hmm. what's funny, because I'm, I'm, I don't know if this is going to come before this episode or after. You guys can sue me, but uh, I, it <laughs> made me go back and watch the original Godzilla movie yeah. from '54. And the thing about this movie is they really leaned on the original a lot. They wanted the concepts of, of Godzilla being what Godzilla was in the original. They wanted him to be terrifying. Uh, they wanted him to be this signification of their own wrongdoings for the country. Yeah. Uh, they, but they make it even more personal in this movie. But then also all the characters names are references to people in the original movie. So that's kind of a cool thing. They kind of switched some people here and there, but the names are pretty much all the same right. from my understanding of what I saw of it. Cause they, you know, the names were being brought up, used the same way. So it really does tip the hat to the original. Cause again, this is Toho remaking godzilla you Mm -hmm. know and what better way than to combine all these these parts from the original and then taking from a movie that you know is top notch that you can't really reproduce a la jaws and combining these things together with this compelling story of this guy's inner battle with himself it's just amazing it's amazing well, you've effectively got the hero's journey, haven't you? Which yeah. is in all the great stories. You know, Luke Skywalker went through it in Star Wars. It's something we're familiar with as the audience, and it's some something that a lot of us can connect to with that character. Because when people go to cinema, you want a bit of escapism, but you also want a little bit of interconnection with your character. Think, hey, yes. I've been on a similar journey to that in a different fashion. 
And I think that's why we get behind the character. And I'll just say it, he is, um, you know, when you put him on the boat, he is a Brody character. Yes. Um, yep. And then you've got the Quint, and then you've got the uh, naval technician who's the... Hooper! Hooper! Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, you you you're seeing where it's going. I, I and I love the fact too of, so World War II kamikaze pilot, uh, without ruining too much stuff, he he survives, which a kamikaze pilot is not supposed to, and without giving too much away, which we may end up giving away anyways, but uh, he goes back home, and home is no longer there, it's been destroyed, and he's trying to rebuild. And he deals with this inner struggle of him not following through with his order and his honor for his country. You know, he wants to live, you know, but that leads him down this path to where, as this story goes on, he don't want to live, <laughs> you know. So heavy contrast here uh, with our main character and. Wow. Uh, again, the fact that, that this is a Godzilla movie and you get that invested in the main characters is just it's just unheard of. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's um, that's why I said before, it's like um, you've got a good story with Godzilla in it. And before we move on, Rick, it, it reminded me a lot of the films that I'd seen in the 70s growing up, like the monster, the, the Sinbad films. Sure. And this film really made me think of how good those films actually are from that time, which I love, you know. Yeah. And the the fact being, I didn't really realize this until I watched this film, was they do the same thing. You know, say say like the Golden Voyage, no, not the Golden Voyage, um, Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger. Yep. It's a good film because it's got a good story. Right. Because our heroes go on a journey and you follow that and you like, you invest with the characters but it's a film that's got monsters in it that join right. that story, you know? So it's right. not a film where we only talk about the saber. Of course we talk about the saber tooth tiger, because it's, <laughs> but it's not just about that, that it's right. about everything else. So, and I think, uh, this follows on to, uh, Yamazaki, the director. Yeah. I had yep. a look at him on IMDb and he's actually 60 years old. Yeah. And he said that some of his favorite films were these films from that time period. So that's very evident that he's, you know, obviously, he's yeah. Film. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's uh, again, it's, it's being able to make something new, but making it familiar enough that you're invested in it. And I think it's a real struggle we have now because mm. everything is so pristine, you know, effects are beyond imagination to the point that we don't, in, we don't really, celebrate the effects anymore because they just feel synthetic for some reason yeah um but when you build the story around and then you happen to have you know this you know godzilla as well like you said this the story is built not necessarily just around a big giant lizard stomping on a city it's intertwined into that and yeah, yeah i mean it's just I keep saying it. It's it's the one that we've been waiting for, right? When I as a fan, because I think as a kid you don't care. You don't care about the characters. But I think the older you get and you revisit these movies, you're like, it's really hard to sit through 45 minutes of 
people dialogue that gets us nowhere just to see the 10 minutes of Godzilla action. And I think this one, you're invested from beginning to end because you're that taken in by the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say the other thing, Rick, as well. And this was something because this is I know this is a good film because I can't stop thinking about it. You know, right. I, you know, if I go shopping or I take the dog for a walk, I'm thinking about this film. Yep. The other thing I thought was it, someone has taken this film seriously. You know, someone's yeah, taken exactly. Or yep. we're gonna we're gonna go back to what you, you mentioned the 1954 film, and it's yep. like the director's gone. Let's go back to the roots. Right. And that is the big issue I've got with Hollywood at the moment with films. It's, it's what's happened to Indiana Jones, unfortunately. Yep. The last two films that we've had, okay, the, the latest one was okay, but yeah, it's it's like. As a fan, I'm like thinking someone needs to take this seriously. And, right. you know, to be serious, you might create something good, you know. Right. Um, Instead of trying to shoot for it to be some kind of action blockbuster, yeah. put, some, put some meat into it, you know, some thought behind the process. You know, uh, even with the, the, the latter one, the best part of that movie is when it was young Indiana Jones <laughs> fighting <laughs> on the train, you know. So, you know, when, when you're trying to trying to force a story. It just doesn't work, you know. Yeah. When I when I saw minus one, I I had a I had a feeling <laughs> sounds a bit odd that I haven't had since I watched like Raiders for the first time as a kid. Right. Where right. I thought, wow, I'm watching a film. This is this is something else. This is something different. This is I'm experienced cinema cinema history here in the making. Right. This right. is a good film I've seen for a long time. This is the Godzilla film that I actually told my wife we need to watch this together. So we've I've watched it twice now, and she's the same way. She keeps talking about the things that happened in the movie and the impact that it has because this guy's life is a roller coaster ride of being haunted by your past, and it takes form in in in, a, in this giant lizard. And that's that's him personally. I mean, Godzilla is literally going through and destroying things because again, it's a, you know, my God, what did we do? We, we created our own demise, you know, figuratively, you know, using Godzilla as that character, but it really focuses on what they feel is mistakes in their culture, the way that they approach things, you know, they, they make a big deal about, you know, why in the world would we go to war and put people in planes without an injection seat? You know, mm-hmm. you know, so it's 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 all these ideas of just setting you up to die, not giving you a chance and dying with honor, you know, and we can say this about every country. Right. Sure. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Even 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 think of, you know, even with all the I don't want to necessarily say terrorist groups, but all of your Arabic militia groups you know that are signing up to blow themselves up mm-hmm. you know and i think hopefully as years go on they'll say you know it'd been better if we would all stayed alive <laughs> you know oh yeah. yeah yeah so you know it, it just it really hits home because we've had it in our culture yeah you and i both i mean as far as where we grew up and and the way things were approached and it's just it's wild to see it from a country that we look at 
I don't know about you, but I kind of put Japan on a higher pedestal when it comes to culture and uh, just their approach to things. I guess because I come from the CI world at work, they their whole culture is based on continuous improvement, and it's just part of how they live. Whereas sure. here we're struggling to get somebody to use it at, at a workplace, you know, and they're doing it throughout their entire country, you know. So, sure. and, uh, so I mean, when, you know, when, when I think about to see people show the downside of their country at this time and point, you're talking about right after World War II, right? And uh, I don't know, I just it was a really different concept that I've really seen in anything. Uh more or less, you know, from Japan, but more or sure. less even from a Godzilla movie. So, yeah. I think, I think what was nice about it, and it was quite refreshing today, because everything's such politically messaged in Hollywood, right. isn't it? And yeah. I can't stand it. I'm going to say, yeah. I've had enough yeah. of it. I just want to see yeah. a film. It's just I like this film, which is why this film's doing well. Have you uh, ever checked out uh, the critical the, the critical drinker on yeah. YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. So you know he always says the message, you know. <laughs> I struggled with his accent, but yeah. um, you know he's a Duncan with a cliche guy. <laughs> exactly. I was like, man, these two need to meet. <laughs> They're great characters from Scotland. They've always gone well with the Scottish people. They've got a great sense of humour. Um, but what I was going to say was what I liked about this film is it is in, in factual fact a political message, but yeah. it's not your face. It's right. just there as an undertone, and it's done very well. And there's not one point during the film where any of the Japanese people were saying, "Oh well, we hate the Americans," you know. Right. Right. It, you know, matter because fact, it, they were they were disappointed that they couldn't get their help and they were on their own and they yeah. needed to handle this on their own. You know. And I think what 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 was good was in in all conflicts, it's always about you know the government and yeah. their their um uh decisions you know to right. go ahead but in this film it was showing the, the struggles of the people and it's always yep. the struggles of the people and in this film it is actually about the people getting together to take on godzilla yeah. and i loved it i thought it was great and yep. um and then you've got the like i say the naval technicians coming together to yep. fight and i was right behind it <laughs> yeah yeah and how about Again, with the main character, uh, you get a – I'm going to say a love story. But yeah. It's not, it's not a forced – No. It's not a forced love story. This is two people that accidentally found each other because everything's in chaos. And he ends up falling in love with this lady who has a baby, but it's not hers. The baby was handed to her while a family was dying. And uh, she just took this baby to raise as her own. And she meets up with this guy. None of them really have a place to stay, but they end up sharing this place. That I guess that maybe used to be his homestead where his parents were, but it's all been shambled. And they start real rebuilding their life together. So it's almost like fate brought them together. And by the end of it, you've got a guy who was afraid to die, who's now haunted for the next I don't know how long this time span is for the next 10 years haunted by his past. It's probably not 10 years, maybe five. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he wants nothing more than to finish the job. Right. So he had a chance to kill Godzilla when it was just forming. 
and he chickened out again. And all this haunts him through this whole movie. And it's kind of a forced haunt Mm -hmm. because he he lands his plane on an island that is for repairs for for kamikaze planes. And when they get there, they find that there's nothing wrong with the plane. So in other words, he chickened out and didn't want to do his mission while he's there. Baby Godzilla, (laughs) if you want to call him that, hits that island. Kills everybody there, but the pilot has a chance to get in his plane and shoot Godzilla in the head and possibly kill it, but he chickens out and ends up causing the death of all the engineers and mechanics on the island, except one and himself, which all plays into the story later. Yeah. But that other engineer that survived or mechanic gathers all the pictures of those guys that were there on that island, pictures of them and their families getting ready to go back home because the war was ending. And here you go. Here's what you destroyed, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that lays heavy with him throughout this movie to the point to where I had the chance to kill Godzilla before. And now this time I'm going to do everything I possibly can, including doing what should have been done a long time ago and follow, follow through with my mission. So he has built himself up to kill himself because he's tormented and his relationship has been taken away from him as well. I won't get into all that detail unless we need to. (laughs) I don't know how to approach this, RJ, and not spoil everything, right? No, you're doing fine. But uh, this guy's tormented and you are with him the whole time. Luckily, you have the crew which gives it some, I don't, I don't want to say comedy, but it gives you a little bit of light in the dark tunnel because there's which some is, great characters in this movie. It's exactly what Jaws does, doesn't it? When yep. you get to the same boat, thing, yep. you have the comedy, you know, oh, Hooper drives a boat chief. And uh, <laughs> I think one of the characters, he's the uh, naval technician, the guy with the glasses, yep. who is Hooper. Yep. I think Cooper's cut into two characters because he's part of the young, the other younger character. He's this. the young character that doesn't know how to do everything, but he talks it. And then you've got the the the, the studious, you know, professor guy with the glasses. Yeah. I agree. It's like two it's two versions of of Hooper on the on the boat. And uh, and as you said, you've already had the you've already established the the weight that our main characters carrying. You know, yeah. From, last scene when the t-rex or not the t-rex when godzilla turns up yeah as a sort of t-rex version sure but what i do like and this is this is kind of going on to um after godzilla has turned up i'm kind of going forward here but they have like a conference of okay we need to put a plan together and then all of a sudden this this naval technician is holding <laughs> oh isn't he you know he's yeah he's he's got um you know, he's pointing at a blackboard and he's saying, right, this is how we're going to get, you know, rid of Godzilla. And it's funny where the um, the captain of the crew comes out and says, I had no idea he was. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? I didn't know. Yeah. 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 He was a lot more important person than, than they thought. So, yeah, what happens is our main character is looking for work because <laughs> everything's destroyed and he finds a job <laughs> basically dragnetting the ocean to get rid of all the mines <laughs> that were set out for the war. And they're supposed to pull the mines up, they raise up, and then they, we need somebody that can operate this machine gun to shoot the mines and blow them up and get rid of them. And uh, 
Yeah, even the boat thing, right? Because when he goes and sees the boat, oh, they, they got the, these boats are going to be specially, you know, modified <laughs> to be able to handle this. And he gets to it, and it's just a, it's just a wooden old ship that's all run down. But it's kind of a you're going to need a bigger boat kind of yeah, moment yeah. too, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just awesome. Uh, everything about it, and to see the 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 regular people that used to be in the army and the Navy and stuff, pull themselves together, like you said, outside of the government leadership and come up with a solution to this problem. And all the twists and turns that happens with that. But we can't really go without talking about Godzilla himself because you see different phases of him. It's almost like, it's kind of like watching the first Superman movie where you slowly see him start kind of figuring out his powers, right? Yeah. Kind of the same deal here because Godzilla doesn't know what he's capable of because he's he's kind of got this Hulk reflex, right, where the madder he gets, the more powerful he gets. He hasn't really figured that out yet, but he does, and we get to see it, and that really causes the biggest destruction in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, wow, when he energizes up and those spines start popping up in his back, freaking awesome <laughs> well the other thing i was going to say was oh, i was actually quite terrified of this godzilla as well yes yes which is yes. something that i've I, I haven't experienced in the other films i thought this is quite terrifying and it yep. really feels like that yeah and again that's that's trying to go back to the original concept of mm. him being a unlikable destructive creature it's it's the the bull in the china shop it's it's the incredible hulk it's uncontrollable yes yeah and and just the facial features and stuff mm. um you, you guys have all seen the pictures of his head sticking up out of the water and that shot is from the back of the boat looking back godzilla's chasing him yeah and again that's it's jaws i mean mm. that is a that is 100 jaws but like you said when you see the look on his face it's terrifying. Mm. He is a, he's the scariest looking Godzilla. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's just it's just an incredible film. And again, for me to recommend a Godzilla movie to my wife, that's pretty rare. <laughs> oh, yeah, the same because um, yeah, my missus she hasn't seen it because I I did a solo trip to the cinema. Yeah. I, I pulled a Christian Slater out of um, True Romance, you know, <laughs> <laughs> watching a Japanese movie with subtitles. Right. And it was cool. um, let's talk about the budget of this film as well, Rick. Fifteen yeah. million dollars. I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, like, how? Yeah. Okay. How did they how they pull this off with fifteen million dollars? And I've seen some people try to rag on the effects. I'm like, really? No. I've seen movies with a budget that's fifteen times this look crappier than this movie. I mean, I think it looks great. Me too. Um, the only thing is, is Yamazaki, the director, he is he he gets behind the special effects. I yeah. think so. He didn't have to employ another company, and I think right. that's what cut the budget. Also, yep. I think with the Japanese, I know how uh, visually spectacular they can be. They've been like that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're very good with model making and things like that, which is something I do, and a lot of yep. stuff I buy is from Japan. So I think a lot of these ships in the film were like actual models. Could have been. Used, yeah. They used to. So 
I mean, especially the scene on the boat. It just yeah. looks like they're out in the sea. Right. <laughs> you know? And it's right. just great. Yeah, you know? it's when you think about if you made this movie and movie again, again, not have Godzilla in this, and you said you only spent fifteen million, that would still be impressive. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because of the um the actual shots of um the the city that's been destroyed, you know, and I'm yeah. just like, wow. How about I, the scene where Godzilla's walking, he's chasing the plane, right? You mm-hmm. get, you know, the, the solo pilot and he's in the plane and he's trying to draw him out to the sea and he just starts stomping on that house. You see the people running out of it and the and the shots of that plane and the shots down at Godzilla, him turning and looking so fantastic, man. Yeah. It's so looks so great. And I'll tell you the other thing, and I've heard you say this, Rick, as well, is um, there's no backstory to Godzilla. There's no there's no right. monarch in this film. There's no secret agency turning up saying, oh, we've known about this for a long time. And I think that's what works is because there's a massive mystery. We don't all we know is Godzilla is just a force of nature that's turned up and wrecked havoc. Right. And that is it. Right. And I think that's why this film works. There's just I, a complete it, mystery. It, it plays into every version of who we are humanistically, too, because you got people that are going to say, well, we did this to ourselves. You got some saying this is you know, God forcing, you know, vengeance upon us. It's, you know, or it's just, you know, a phenomenon of what's going on. I mean, it it can play to any variation of where you come from in life, you know, uh, just like, you know, from a, and uh, I hate to get political, but, you know, if we end up getting bombed as a country, or, you know, more attack, kind of a 9-11 kind of thing. There's going to be people say, well, we had it coming, right? Because we don't mind our own business. And there's that kind of aspect of this, too. You know, maybe we shouldn't have messed with technology. Maybe we shouldn't be trying to build stuff to kill other people because this is the repercussions, right? Um, and I, again, I think that's always been deep-rooted into the original idea of Godzilla anyways, Yes. But it is really, really prevalent in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, Godzilla is um, from the 1950s. It was waking the sleeping giant, wasn't it? Right. Right. America, wasn't it, with Pearl Harbor, I think. Right. And then the atomic bomb, which is history, what happened. Right. Um, Right. This is a way to, this is that thing of being able, how do you you cope with the real horror in life? You make up a fake one that you can digest. Right. Of course, yeah, and I think what they what they say in this film, um, they say it without saying it. You can enjoy right. this film, you can either take it or not. But if you know your history, you know that it's, it was only it was actually the two governments fighting with each other, right. and then the um, the people who suffered. Yeah, which that, kind it, of every time, yeah, yeah, every time, and that's again you said it earlier. How does it how does it deliver the message? but doesn't just shove it down your throat, you know? Which is my big, my big thing today in Hollywood. It's so shoehorned in, you know, and I hate to get political, but as a film fan, I'm just saying, just, just go easy with that and just give me a good film, you know, which, which we had in the eighties. I think it was, everything was there. You You didn't have to spell everything out. And uh, we got a big problem with that now, you know, and, and I, I saw where somebody else was talking about the fact that this movie is about surviving. It's it's not 
preaching the message is the is the critical it, drinker would say. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's about you know all that stuff means nothing. Right. When your life has been catastrophically you know been destroyed and you got to rebuild, we we lose we lose focus on what's really important. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know I think this movie kind of brings that concept back. This is classic filmmaking. Yeah. Uh, but done very very well. And the other thing I think that's good about this film is obviously because it's from Japan, so I am I'm not familiar with any of the actors. Yeah, and yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Because I just loved every character in this film, and yeah. I had no connection with oh they're from this film or they're from that film. Right. Which is a testament to them playing the characters of. Yep. All believable. I mean, yeah. it, it it just it just works. It's again, it's it's the it's the. Uh, it's the Jaws concept. Everything that you say that's great about Jaws is in this movie. Yeah. yeah. It really is. I mean, it's just in a in a different form. So, uh, and that's where I put it because it's, you know, some Godzilla fans are probably not going to like it because it's not enough action and it's too much people stuff. But Jaws is the same way. Jaws yeah. is about the people of this town and everything that happens to them and how they turn on each other and the mayor, you know, denying that it's an issue because it's all about making the money. And I mean, all those elements are in this just in a different form and just done the right way. So, I, I again, it's the best Godzilla movie I've ever seen. And I've seen most of them. So with Jaws, I think Jaws is great because every scene in Jaws is great with all yeah. the characters going from, yep. you know, the kinder kid. You know, yep. to even Ben Gardner and his boat, you know, that's Ben Gardner's boat, you know, um, right. even Sheriff Brody's wife. Yep. When she's on the screen, she she is great because she is, you know, the suffering wife of her husband. I think Brody suffered something when he was a police officer in New York or whatever, but we never really get into right. that. But. Right. You don't have to. Again, yeah. that's that beauty of it. Isn't it, you know? it, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter to the story we're telling. All you need to know is something traumatic happened. And he has a problem with it. And yes. that's 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 what I'm saying. That getting yeah. back to that format of not having to spell everything out, you make up your own backstory in your head of what yeah. that could be, and you leave it alone because, like you said, when you walk away from this movie, you're gonna keep thinking about it because these these things that you're wanting to kind of flesh out. Yeah. That makes it memorable. It makes you think about it. And yeah, this movie delivers it, man. It's um, it's what should be left up to the audience to think, and then right. that's the little bit of magic that the audience can take away, and yeah, it, it leaves it for you and I to, to talk about. You know, if you right. and I watched this film when we was in the car, we probably wouldn't shut shut up about it. Not, <laughs> <it's not that. laughs> Let me ask you about this. Uh, yeah, they are talking about releasing a black and white version of this. Oh, uh, yeah. Does that do anything to you when you hear that? I mean. Um, yeah, from the set, yeah, I was going to get into the actual black and white. I was wondering what this would look like in black and white. Um, yeah, I, I'd be fine with that only because, um, I was going to say it, it did, the film did remind me of like the beast from 20,000 fathoms. Right. Uh, especially, yeah. the, I think I haven't seen the 54 film. Um, I don't think I've seen it at all, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I don't know that I've ever seen a film that I saw in color first, and then I go watch in black and white later and go, I like the black and white version better. I'm anxious to see this, but I'm not 
I, I don't know that it's going to make me go. I like the black and white version better because I just I, I don't know. Uh, maybe if it was the other way around. You know, I, I wouldn't want to see Ted Turner get his hands on the original Godzilla movie and colorize it, which I think yeah. they probably did. I don't know. But oh, and oh. it. I'd be all right for a black and white version, but it'd just be a, a bonus on them. Um, sure. Like a That's kind of where I am, too. It's not going to make me go, oh, this is going to make it a better film. I, I just, I don't, maybe it's just where I'm lacking with my, you know, movie yeah. love. I don't know, but I, I don't not, know. I think, I think the coloring in this works because it is not vibrant. It's dark. It's, you know, all your shades are dark. It's almost kind of... Uh, Lord of the Rings gloom and doom kind of look about it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got it's, like a, what I call like an autumn look to it. Right, right. Uh, it's, I mean, it's already, it, it's not like it's super bright and sunny. I mean, you're, man, when the scene where, when Godzilla does the atomic breath the first time and the ash is falling from the sky, you know, it's, it's, it's raining ash and, and our hero is looking up at Godzilla and just starts screaming, man. Yeah. I just, it's just amazing, man. And I just don't see where making that black and white anymore is going to make it any more effective because it was already so dark, you know? I think that's just a personal preference for how visual you are wanting to look at something. I mean, funny enough, I watched um, uh, in the 90s, me and my mate, we turned the TV to black and white because you could just press a button. Right. And we watched all the um, we watched Aliens in black and yeah. white, hmm. and that was pretty cool. Just seeing yeah. it from a different perspective. So, yeah, I, I guess it's a personal preference on how visual you want to look at something. Well, I guess. of course, I grew up where, you know, a lot of people still didn't have color TV when I was a kid. So I watched a lot of stuff in black and white. So did I. Yeah. TV, you know, I was about to say yeah. we're right there. You're probably right on the cusp of it, right? But yeah. I mean, it was still pretty standard. Uh, my wife said the other day, I mean, she was talking about they didn't have a color TV till it was way into the 80s. You know, they had a black and white TV all through her childhood, you know. So, you know, I, I guess that's why black and white doesn't seem like that big of a deal because it was kind of a commonplace before, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. But, you know, I, I was thinking about this as well when I, you know, when you invited me onto the show and. I knew you was going to say to me like a question of, you know, what do you like about this film? (laughs) You know, it's like I was thinking, well, where do I start? Right. right. Because it's about 10 things which are great, you know. Yeah. I I can't think of a weak scene in this movie. No. And it's it's obviously gaining some traction as well, critically and amongst the fans, because a lot of people were talking about this film. Yeah. It's... um, yeah, yeah, I knew, I knew I knew a film would like this would turn up eventually. Yeah, yeah, it's quite a we've got quite a lull in especially in 2023 because I I yeah. I said to you didn't I, I sent you a video yeah the comparison to 1983 of films you know <laughs> <laughs> every movie on the list was a classic I oh, mean a bona fide yeah. classic. <laughs> And that and that was just a couple of them, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, and here, I mean, we're struggling to have just a decent movie of the year. I mean, so I, I'm, yeah. I'm this might have came out at that perfect time to where it really showed you what we're lacking because yeah. you could even compare it to other movies coming out at the same time, you know. But I know I know it's a bit 
it, it does make me think what what's Hollywood doing with all the money at the moment because they're making films for like 350 million dollars and right. Right. You compare it to this film, and you, someone in the studio has got to say, "Hang on a second, you know, because right. yeah, you know, I, fifth, I mean, a million bucks is still a lot of money today, you know. Right. And I know a lot of independent filmmakers that would probably do quite a bit with that, you know. And right, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's again, just it's mind mind boggling that they did what they did for the amount of money they had. And yeah. And the people that have seen it, everybody that I know that has seen this, they're still talking about it just like we are. Yeah. It's made that kind of impact. So, I mean, there's even talk of it maybe even getting nominated for an Academy Award, you know, which is crazy when you think about it. You know? Yeah, it should. It should. <laughs> International <laughs> film win- winner of the Academy Award is godzilla minus one who would you think godzilla would ever win any kind of academy award right well you know i have to say that they're knocking it out of the park yeah. southeast asia cinema you know you you look at north, uh, south korea they brought out train to Busan. yeah right. um we, we had um whether you like it or not uh, squid game that was mm-hmm. pretty good i enjoyed yeah. that yeah you uh, had the tv show one that surprised me i don't know if it was of any interest to you to rick um, was actually one piece uh, no, I haven't t- seen it. It was um yeah, it was like an old pirate manga story. Cool. And uh I really enjoyed it. Huh. It took me by surprise. So uh, yeah, Southeast Asia's knocking out of the park. You know, cool. just... Well, you know, normally on this show I try to give a movie a rating. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious what we're gonna say, but it's a one out of five rating, one two five kind of rating. And obviously, this is a five all day long, possibly a six. But <laughs> what do you think? Are you thinking the same? I'll give it 11. Uh, <laughs> 11 naval. Geeky naval this, techniques. This one goes to 11. <laughs> <laughs> Was you putting, putting off a British accent there, Rick? <laughs> well, it's Spinal Tap, you know. This oh, one okay. goes to 11. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still got the old tagger on it. oh oh man again i i I don't know what to tell people i mean you need to go see this and now there's gonna be because i talked to a guy at work and he's like oh is it subtitled i'm like really that's gonna be what keeps you from watching an incredible movie is you gotta read read (laughs) and come on so but yeah you're gonna have subtitles i want to go see i know they've got an imax i'd love to go see it in imax um, but I, I can't recommend this movie enough. I think this is a bona fide classic, and I'm interested to see how they follow this up. So, yeah, I don't know. I thought yeah. about that. I don't know. I don't know how they could do. I don't. Know, but we'll see. Yeah, sure enough. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on. Always, always a pleasure, man. Now, if you if you don't know, RJ and I used to do. Dude looks like the 80s. We yep. kind of got that going, and I kind of wigged out on him. But he kept that running, and then he did a solo show, Bite Size Cinema, for quite a while. Yep. I know that you and Dan have got – is it one show or two shows? We've got one show, um, Blame okay. It on the Aliens. Blame we... It on the Aliens. I thought I thought maybe there was something else. I couldn't remember. 
yeah, we're um, we're just on a little bit of a hiatus at the moment because it's just difficult to try and get yeah. recording, but you know. Yeah, I'm trying to get him and, and Gav both to come on here and, and cover the Cannonball Run movies, but I know they're busy guys too, and it's kind of hard to get it all together. So, but we yeah. will, we will. <laughs> we will get Dan and I will get together soon. Cool. Uh, so yeah, listen out for that. Well, brother, but, it's always great to have you on the show, and I'm sure we'll do some more stuff. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, Rick. Um, and like I say, I'm a big fan of your show. Um, well, just keep doing what you're doing as well. You know, there's a lot right. of films that you bring to the table. I'm like, I have not heard of that film, and maybe I should. Well, yeah. there's quite a few of them that I've never seen before <laughs> that I'm bringing to the table too. So, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, was it Tubi's a wonderful thing for you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it can be. <laughs> it can also make you go, all right, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> the uh, the bad shark movies almost got me. <laughs> oh, no, no. Man. And I still got like, there's still like 40 left in my, my, my list to watch. And I just can't bring myself to get back into them. Maybe next summer I'll, I'll revisit the, the bad sure. shark movies and do another run of them. <laughs> that's, that's hard to do. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, man, again, appreciate you being on. Always a blast. Anytime, Rick. Anytime, man. Yeah. All right. Thanks for well, having folks, me on. Folks, that's going to be it. And we will check you later. <laughs>